0: thanks for tuning in to Mana, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with god's word these episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called voice of the church and are now republished by the reform perspective foundation a canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time here's today serving well hello listener and welcome to another episode here at voice of the church today is our final meditation for the month of january as we're thinking about the topic of humility from Philippians chapter 2. And here we see the supreme pattern of humble love in the person of Jesus Christ from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Here we read, Let this mind be in you, which is also yours in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has also highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Well, last time we heard Paul's plea to humble Christian love. And here in our text today, he shows us the supreme pattern of humble love, which gives us the power to walk in humility. And here we see this in Jesus Christ. How do we see humble Christian love in Jesus? First, our Lord showed this and how he laid aside his privileges and assumed a humble position. Again, Paul says, although he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. To be in the form of God highlights Jesus' divinity as God the Son. That is, from his very being, he radiates who God is. As the church confesses in a creed called the Nicene Creed, Jesus is very God of very God. And so Jesus in himself possesses inherent glory, honor, majesty, splendor, and authority. He is the very King of heaven. But Paul says Jesus did not hold on to these privileges when he came to earth. Today, especially even with COVID-19 restrictions, we see people talking about their rights in the States, we saw people marching to Capitol Hill with guns in hand to protest the initial coronavirus restrictions. And people indeed have that right. But sometimes we can allow our freedoms to trump our love for our neighbor in various ways. What do we see in Jesus? He gave up his divine privileges in order to become a slave of all. We read he emptied himself, making himself a Of no reputation. Maybe in the States, if you've been following the conversation around race relations, you might have heard the term right privilege. That phrase highlights how people might have privileges simply because of the color of their skin. Regardless of what you think of that term, as Christians, we recognize that whatever privileges we are born into in God's providence, we are not to feel guilty about them but we are to recognize that they are good gifts of God that we are to use to serve others. As one man by the name of Dr. Anthony Bradley puts it, our economic, genetic, or socially conditioned privileges are not for the purpose of protecting and conserving said privileges for ourselves, but rather to pass on the benefits to others who are on the margins. Our privileges are bestowed upon us by God so that we may use them to love our neighbors well. And this is what we see Jesus do. He gave up his divine privileges to become a servant of all. The king of the universe gave up the privileges of heaven to become a small, ordinary Jewish baby boy whose life would be marked by suffering and rejection and would culminate at the cross. Who shows love like this? Imagine in your own life, selling all that you have here in Canada or wherever you live, and going across the border to another country, perhaps in the Middle East, that is hostile towards Christians. And imagine dedicating your life to people who might be hostile to you your entire life for the sake of the gospel. Well, this is what we see Jesus did for our salvation. The one who had all authority, power, and prestige, and glory Cross the line into this world. Why? Not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Paul tells us he emptied himself by being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. In other words, Jesus became a true human being. He did not lose his divinity at any moment, but he took upon himself a true human body. Jesus crossed that most impossible divide between the Creator and the creatures, and he humbled himself so low. You might remember how when he was here on earth, how he washed his disciples' feet, laying aside his outer garments, and getting on his knees to wash the feet of his dirty disciples, even his enemy, Judas. And in John 13, verse 17, after he did this, he called his disciples to himself, and told them to imitate his example. And he said, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. The truth is none of us, men or women, like to take on the role of a servant. We'd rather be served by others or be in charge. But Jesus shows us that true greatness in his kingdom is marked by humility, by laying our lives down. We see this in Jesus, not only in how he laid aside his privileges, but Paul says, secondly, he also became obedient as a servant. Paul says he was obedient to the point of death. As the obedient servant of God, he came to undo the consequences of the first Adam. What did that first Adam do all the way back in Genesis, our first father? Well, he grasped that equality with God and did not serve God faithfully in his life. And as a result, he brought death upon himself and this world. He did what we are all tempted to do. He acted out of selfish ambition and grasped at privileges that did not belong to him. Well, the Bible tells us Jesus is the last Adam. Although the privileges belong to him, he gave them up for us. He became a faithful servant in the place of us who failed to serve God every day. God said to that first Adam, If you are obedient to me, then that tree is yours, speaking of the tree of life. And he failed. But God said to Jesus, the last Adam, If you are obedient to me, then that tree is yours, speaking of the cross. And he succeeded. Jesus was obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. The cross is an awful place of execution. It is the utter opposite of what Jesus enjoyed in glory. But Paul shows us here that Jesus counted our salvation as more important than his own life. Dear Christian, is your heart moved by this supreme example of Christ's humble love? How can we consider what Jesus gave up for us and then hold on so tightly to our own rights, our own opinions, our own agendas. Dear listener, Jesus shows us that the path of humility is what leads to true glory. Here we read, Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. The suffering obedience of Christ is what leads to his great exaltation. Because he was faithful Now Jesus is crowned with glory and honor, and he is confessed as Lord. The path of humility is what leads to glory for us as well. Peter says in 1 Peter 5, verse 6, Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you. In the Christian life, the way down is the way up. As St. Augustine said, Do you wish to rise? Begin by descending. And so this week, why should we walk on the path of humble Christian love? The answer is because it is the path that leads to glory, and it is the path that Jesus walked for our salvation. Romans chapter 15, verse 2 and 3, Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. And so, dear listener, may we live as those who prefer others in love. And when we feel that ugly head of pride rising up within us, may we consider Jesus. May we consider the one who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And by God's grace, may we walk in his footsteps all the way to glory. We hope you'll join us next time here at Voice of the Church. Until then, may God bless you and keep you.